All right. Thank you for joining me, Alvin. Thank you for joining me. Uh, so Rick, that's my pleasure. I'm going to, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, please give us the background on yourself, your company, um, and what you do for us. Yeah, man. My name is Alvin Hope Johnson and, uh, we've got a couple of companies, but they're all around housing. So, uh, multifamily monopoly, you see, I'm branding it. Uh, that's our education company, um, where we teach people how to buy apartments and how to do, uh, commercial real estate. Uh, my other company is Alvin Johnson Development Corp, where we actually build apartments and, uh, develop land and stuff like that. And then our parent company, one of our parent companies is Hope Housing Foundation. It's a 501c3 where we provide housing opportunities to the economically challenged and the workforce communities across America. So that's my three hats. All right. Sounds good. Okay. And yeah. um, what what led you in that direction to, to, to decide, hey, I want to get off into the real estate business? Uh, and then the next question I'm going to have for you is um, what was one of the challenges getting started? once you made that decision? Well, um, I guess uh, it was, I wasn't that smart. I had to eat. And so I learned how to paint houses right out of high school. Mm. And so um, the guy gave me a job being a house painter. And from that, uh, I guess my entrepreneurial uh, inward self kicked in because then I didn't just want to be a house painter. Uh, I wanted to be a builder. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know how to get there. So I started knocking on doors to paint your house. And you said, no, I got to fix this first. So then I became a general contractor and I built a few houses and, you know, none of that was really fulfilling. But um, I think I find my passion now. My passion at this point is developing these apartments because we get to give a lot of people opportunities that they did not have. That for me is what I found to be the most uh, exhilarating piece. So what I mean by that is not only creating apartments and housing for people to live in, but we affect thousands of people by the jobs that we give, by the subcontractors that go home and feed their families, yep. by the painters that go home and feed those families, the guys that want to have their own businesses, and we have the opportunity to give them that. That's the part that makes that, that fulfills me. Got you. And that's... Uh... How did I get here? I just got here because I was, you know, I, I just... I knew there was more. So not that, oh, I just I hung my hat and said, I'm going to go be a developer. No, I was a house painter, and I got good at it, and I mastered that craft, which led me into being a general contractor. I'm not going to say I mastered that, but I knew there was more. I wanted to uh, I wanted to make money in more than one place. So thinking about a franchise model, which led me into the mortgage business, just a real nice guy I said, hey, man, let me teach you this. And then so my eyes opened up there and it's like, damn, I can finance stuff. Now I know how to finance it. I know how to build it. Yeah. How can I put those two pieces together and go do something great? And my passion just kept growing and my my uh, everything in me just kept growing to the point to where I'm at now. I hadn't fulfilled that itch yet. You yeah. know what I mean? I hadn't scratched that itch yet, but we're just walking it out every day. Got you. And so... I'm, I'm glad you mentioned passion because that, that that's a hell of a segue. You know, you start off being a painter and then you progress forward. Now, what were some of the thoughts and maybe struggles of making that leap? Because that's a large leap in going from a painter to a, a, a builder in a sense and a general contractor. So for people that might be 
you know, in that a similar position where they want to make that huge step up, what were some of the things that, you know, that kind of anchored you there? Because I'm sure that part wasn't very easy. Well, it's not. And I'll tell you, um, I have tried to, not tried to, I have become a student of people that are doing what I want to do. Mm. So I have um, spent a lot of money on education and some, and I heard one of my mentors say, if you can't afford to be in a room, then serve water to be at the table. Mm, I like that one. And, uh, and I've had that approach, you know, uh, the guy that first mentored me in the multifamily space had 16,000 units of apartments. And the only way I got to him was I called him for a year and bugged the mess out of him <laughs> and told him I'd do whatever it took. Yeah. And he finally let me come in and um, I went to serve. Yeah. I wanted to help make his dream come true. And by helping him make his come true, mine is coming true. Yep. So uh, leading with a place of service versus what I can get from the people that I wanted to be like yeah. is what has inspired me and caused me uh, to grow. And and actually, that's a pretty synchronous perspective because from his point of view, to have someone, you know, from your point of view, bu- bugging them for a year, you know, some people might think, oh, that's annoying. I'm not, I'm not going to do all of that. But in actuality, for that other person, it shows that this is a determined person. This is a person that is, you know, willing to work hard to go go after what they want to go after. And they're trying to help me in this approach. And if you're already at that particular space and you're that guy, it might be difficult to find people with that amount of drive already. And here you go. You have, you, have, you have Alvin, you know, bugging you, you know, 10 years ago, whatever the case might be. Right. You know, maybe I need to see what this guy is talking about because he's determined in the rest of the individuals that I can find. So that, that's well, actually that's, He said that. That, that's, that's, that's said, actually, I've never met anybody as tenacious as you. Yes. So he gave me an opportunity. And then, then I had to do the work. So yeah. I stepped up, I showed up, and, um, and then I didn't go away. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, so many of us now, you know, we, we got cell phones in our hands where we can get on Google. Hey, what does this mean? Oh, Google it. No, go read a dictionary. Yes. You know, this thing has, has made us lazy. Yes. Um, and man, I feel sorry for your kids because they're gonna grow up in the metaverse. <laughs> you know, they're gonna be walking around here living in a garage, but living in the metaverse. You I'm, all, I mean? I'm like, already sad about that, Alvin. Don't do that. I'm already <laughs> sad about that. I'm, I'm already. You know, that's actually. So, have you done any? Um, have you done any research into the whole virtual real estate business? Since you mentioned it. Some of my friends did the largest transaction on the metaverse. They bought a million dollars worth of dirt. And I'm like, well, they got enough money to play with it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, that's not the the problem I have. The problem I think I'm going to have is again, like I said, when I was talking to my son, he's probably your age and uh, he got him some, some goggles and him and his wife having goggles on in the house. And I'm like, what y'all doing? I have sex over there too. You know (laughs) (laughs) yeah vr yeah yeah <laughs> oh man so I, I you know it's weird it's gonna be different it's gonna be different mm. so <laughs> so i'm curious so in the whole real estate market is a bit different um now you know and a lot of instances than it was then are there some if if there was someone just getting started would there be some tips or things that you could give them that is applicable from when you were getting started to now 
and where there's some things that maybe has transformed, but you were able to identify that this is, this is a bit different than it was before, but this here is still executable. I'll tell you, um, one of my favorite sayings is methods are many principles are few methods always change. Yeah. Principles never do. Okay. Right. So the real estate market is the same, but people are, I mean, it has changed, but people are still the same. Uh, I think if any one person made any one decision to do any one thing, if they did anything and everything to, to support that decision, Mm -hmm. they can do it. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, where you come from, what kind of background you have, what kind of schooling, education or you have or did not get. Doesn't matter what your mama did, your daddy did, yeah. or what they didn't do. If you're determined enough, what, what will happen is everything you do and say will support that dream. Anything that you think about will lead you in the way that that dream is supposed to take you. And eventually, if you keep your head down long enough, It'll happen for you. Mm. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Let me say that again. If you make a decision or if you have a dream or a passion or a desire, whatever it is, if you keep your head down long enough, you can figure it out. Everything in you will support that dream. All the people that come into your life will be a supporter or a help for that dream to come about. Yeah. If not, they can't stay because darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. Yeah. And if you're that light for whatever that dream is, then those people can't stay and you will accomplish whatever you put out in your mind to accomplish. I don't care what it is. Mm. You can make it happen. Education is not a limiting factor. Money is not a limiting factor. None of those things can stop you from accomplishing your God-given ability to fulfill whatever that dream is inside of you. That's when, my belief. When, when you when you were coming up, did you encounter instances where you were growing, you know, you were trying to elevate yourself and there were some people around you that you realized, you know, you know, that they're not they're not understanding or they're, or they're not or they're not getting it. Did it impact those relationships around you? How did that work out? Wow, yeah, that's Unfortunately, yes, uh, because I'm a, I care about people a whole, whole lot. Mm-hmm. But one of the relationships that's supposed to be the closest to a man and wife happened to me where um, that person did not believe in what I believe I was put here to do. Yep. Uh, I believe at this season in my life, what I'm doing is my purpose yep. in life for being on this planet and and they don't support that so when that happens again darkness cannot exist in the presence of light you turn on a light switch darkness leaves yes shadows may exist but darkness leaves so when i stand resolute in who i am and what i know i'm supposed to be doing they can't stay yeah they just cannot stay in the presence of light and unfortunately, some of those relationships that we care so deeply about cannot hang around and they have to leave or you have to excuse yourself from those relationships. Yeah. And sometimes it's very difficult, but uh, it has to happen. Else you want to accomplish what you put here to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, there, there was a uh, there was a hip hop artist. Uh, that's funny, R and B artist too. They mentioned something. They said every time that they're that they're uh, that they're growing or their upper mobility grows stagnant, they reevaluate the people closest to them, the people around yes. them, and every time they feel like their their upper mobility has been stagnant, hasn't been moving as consistent as it was before, they would reevaluate the people uh, uh, around them. Uh, and the reason why I'm mentioning Segway is because you've made a large leap from, you know, being a painter over to being a builder, and now you help people on a larger scale. There's some internal transformations that had to happen between each each of those pieces, and they're pretty Absolutely. monumental, right? And yeah. so your mindset is changing. The people around yeah. you are, 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 you know, maybe, you know, changing as a result of that, and you might be gaining new allies and new friends because as you move up to these different places, you're getting new people that are in these places as well. And hopefully they're more like-minded individuals. So when you were moving up to these different stages, you know, from going from a painter, going, being a general contractor, and then now help people on a larger scale with the apartments, did you notice the people around you or your allies, things of that nature started like changing or you started? Absolutely. Got you. Absolutely. Even now, um, you know, talking about those relationships that are very difficult to, to sometimes lose or to walk away from. Yeah. Uh, I see that uh, the rooms I'm going into now, I have to grow to even be comfortable in those settings. Mm. You know, darkness can't exist in the presence of light. Yeah. So the rooms that I'm invited into today, I'm comfortable, but I've got to grow to be there. Yeah. Uh, because they're talking about some things that, that, are right at the top of my uh, at the top of my lid, right at my yeah, lid. Yeah. So in order to keep from that bouncing against my lid, then I've got to grow my space and grow to be in that space. So absolutely. Um, and so not that people are leaving you; it's just you're going in a different direction. So as I go into those rooms, yeah. Then what rooms am I not going into? Yeah. What people am I not spending time with? Right. So it's it's just an evolution of things that happen. And um, you can reach back and pull some up because some are, are, as the leader, we're always out front um, making the path clearer for those that come behind us, right? Yeah, so right. they don't have to go through what we've gone through to get to where we are. And so in, in that sense, sometimes you have to reach back and pull the one behind you up the ladder because you know they got your back. You just had to make that quantum leap uh, and maybe and cut and cut the cut the brush down. Yeah. But now you get to pull back and pull them up so that they can pull everybody behind them along with you because you can't do it by yourself. You can't go by yourself. Yeah. But as a leader, you're out there in front. That, that's so, a good perspective. You know, you're taking the bullets. Yeah. That's a good perspective. You're taking the bullets. You're the one getting hit. That's okay. You you went across the bridge yep. so that you can be the one. When you jumped across, you had a rope so that now you can tie that rope off and they can cross over to come where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bridge builder. That's that's a very good perspective looking at it because typically when people start, and I don't think this part gets talked about enough, that, you know, in, in any in any industry and in any, um, uh, was e-commerce, real estate, whatever the case might be, there's some internal growth that has to happen. To even get you to certain pieces, and then once you, and once you start growing, you feel like, hey, these people don't believe in my dream or passion as much. Maybe they're not. Maybe they weren't for me, right? But in this perspective, which is a, I think it's a better perspective. You're saying, hey, 
I've, I've taken the initial hits uh, and essentially being the bridge builder, right? I know that you're mm -hmm. down for me. It's just you might not have been able to see the exact same thing that I've seen going over to the other side. Let me clear the pathway. Let me, you know, so that I can come back and say, all right, you know, you have a, a, a more straightforward approach now to getting to the other side versus just leaving that person behind. Some, sometimes that's our responsibility. Mm. Because, again, just because you were able to jump across the Grand Canyon and now, yeah, you're in the company of other people that may have already done that. Sometimes there's somebody on the other side, again, that you had that rope tied to your waist yeah. so that when you jumped across, they can go across on the rope. Interesting. Everybody's not going to be brave enough to do it, and that's cool. But the ones that are are the ones that are meant to be with you because they're going to be there to hold your arms up the next time you need to jump across a bridge. Yes. Mm. Okay. Okay. And so uh, the next thing I'm going to ask you, and it's going to be in your field specific, actually. How, how do you huh? feel about um, how do you feel about the whole Airbnb yeah. deal? About you well, know, I'll tell you. Feel. How do I feel? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not controlled by those. Okay. So, feel about. I don't. I try not to be controlled by any of my feelings or emotions. Okay. So now. What was that question again? All right, all right. What's your perspective on the Airbnb um, industry in terms of people kind of utilizing it to either make a, uh, a, a additional income source or they're building a large, uh, they're building business models based upon, you know, corporate leasing and, and things of that nature? What's your perspective on that? Um. I think it's a great business model if it's used correctly. Mm. Um, I think there are a lot of people that are jumping into that space that don't know even how to balance a checkbook, but they're <laughs> going to start a business. Yeah. I think so many people haven't count the cost. And as I say that, I'm talking to myself about getting into a new opportunity. What does that look like to run a maid, you know, a maid service technically or yeah. a hotel? Yeah. It's not just an apartment that you rent. You got to clean it. You got to do so much with it. Yeah. And, you know, I have some really good friends that have made some substantial dollars running a business off of that, uh, using Airbnb as one of their platforms that they list their houses on. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the short-term rental space. Gotcha. And they, that's because of the systems that they've adopted and created that work really well. So I think it's a great business model. Uh, if again, if it's used correctly, I don't know that I would have it on any of my properties. Yeah. Um, because I would not. How would I feel living in an apartment here, and next door I see p different people in and out yeah. every week. Yeah. And I've got kids living here yeah. with me. Right. That that one's not gonna work for me. So. Um, gotcha. And so maybe, if, maybe on a property, if you could dedicate a whole building to that, maybe it works. Or if you go out and do a whole property. Um, just for that, mm -hmm. uh, I think you probably have to have the right area for that, but I think it's a great business model. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And, and so you would say that the challenge with that, uh, is lack of education before getting started. They just, they just jump right on into it without having any prior knowledge of even the found the foundational pieces of business. 
That's correct. Mm, and then you apartment. come into a business owner that owns a set of apartments and, hey, man, let me rent some apartments from you and I'm going to rent them to other people on a short-term basis. Yeah. Okay. Show me your systems. Yeah. Show me your insurance. <laughs> yeah. How are you insured? How am I protected? Okay. Uh, the, 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 the. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I want to segue here. What was one of two? I actually, I'll split the baby and say two. What What are two challenges that really kind of force you to dig deep uh, so that you can move the business forward or uh, in some cases that, that instance has happened before a business closes its doors, right? Uh, you know, like for example, you know, there were times where, you know, Tesla wasn't going to make it, right? And Elon had to dig deep before potentially having to close his doors, right? What 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 were two instances where that has happened with you? If at all. Uh yeah, it has happened. Um one of my friends called me the other day and said, Alvin man, I keep us broke. And I understand that. Uh, the reason Elon almost went broke a couple of times is because he continues to invest in research and development, continuing to invest in the growth of the company. You know, you, you make, you go out and make a big win today and put a couple hundred million or a couple hundred thousand or whatever it is for you. Mm -hmm. And you think, man, I got it made. And they put that money in the bank and you start living off of it and you start to eat your seed. Or you can go out and take all that money and plant all your seeds. Yep. And after you plant all your seeds, you can expect a harvest. And so Elon did that expecting a harvest. I have done that multiple times, all the time, expecting a harvest. Put a couple of million dollars in the bank from a transaction. And immediately, within 30, 60 days, it's all gone. But I have replanted that money in other areas of our business that will bring us to harvest. So it's never, I won't say never, but Elon didn't almost go broke because he didn't have any money. He almost went broke because he invested all of the money that he had. Hang on. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Continuing to reinvest in everything that, that he's done. Yeah. I've done it time and time again with every business that I've had. There've been multiple times yep. where if I did not get this deal done right now, yeah that I'm working on, we might not be here next month. Mm. We always have it on the line. Gotcha. So that's something that's come up often. Uh, All the time. Mm. It's okay. All, All the right. time. So, it's always on red or black. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's, that may not be a great business model, and I'm not advising anybody to follow that. Yeah. But when you all in and you believe in you and you got nothing left but you, yeah, it's all on the line, baby. I think it's a better balance than what you typically see, you know, because typically reinvestment is actually pretty low. Uh, you know, if you, especially if you're a founder or an owner, they seem to not reinvest as much as they should. They kind of take the profits and, you know, go buy that new Mercedes Millie. or BMW. Yeah. That, that, with your Millie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, if, if there were a few tips that you would give, let's say, you know, someone around my age or someone before me that's just getting started. Um, and actually, in that, that's, that's a two-pronged question, but there's one more because I think it's an interesting perspective. For the individual that 
maybe this in their first year of college. Cause I believe that if you plan appropriately at the beginning, you can kind of not necessarily get ahead, but you can, you know, build a great foundation if you start that early, right? Like in my case, I started extremely early and I, I don't think that part, you know, gets, well, you know, gets uh, enough light, enough conversation. So what, what, what would you have in that perspective as well for, for those people that are maybe much younger than myself, much younger than, than yourself, and you really want them to get ahead uh, earlier on? Um, that's a really good question. And unfortunately, so many of us don't have the training at home to develop where, what we were put here to do. Yeah. So I think if we, as a young parent, you know, you, you're, you're at the age where you're going to be having kids one day soon. And I think that if parents pay really good attention to their kids and their motor skills, you may be able to find something that they're really good at Mm -hmm. and then develop that kid along all the way through. You see it in some cultures, right? Right. Um, I think as a young adult or yeah, coming out of high school, getting first one or two years of college, please try to figure out where you want to go, what you want to end up doing. So many of us start out, in Dallas, said, I want to go to California, but I'm going towards New York. Yeah. I wind up in Miami and make wind up 20 years later over there because I did not set a direct path to get there. Yeah. And that's okay sometimes because you, you know, you pick up a lot of experiences along the way. But I think to do it, to answer that question that you asked, really trying to figure out where you want to go first, um, what you want to be when you grow up. Yeah. You know, most of us don't think about that. Hell, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm, what I have become good at. Yes. And, and eating and feeding people along the way. Right. Yeah. So, um, but some of my greatest mentors made decisions early in their life. Uh, my pastor Keith Kraft, he was 15 years old when he made a decision yeah. of who he was going to marry how they were going to set their lives mm. and what he was going to be when he grew up at 15 at 15. Who does that? You got a head Today, start, 61, though. 62 years old and his whole life looked like this. Most of us have lives that look like this throughout yeah. the years. Yeah. But the guys that set that trajectory have just consistent growth year over year, over year, over year, over year. Yeah. And have some of the best lives that we try to model after. But one of the best things ever, um, it's never too late to start. Never too late to get started. Okay, yeah. if you're 65 years old, hearing my voice right now, going, who's that old man talking? <laughs> it's never too late to get started. Um, one of the things, uh, Rick, think about this analogy. Most people spend their, you know, zero through 20 going through school, yada, yada, yada. Yep. 20 to 30, they may be starting families. Yeah. 30 to 40, they, they are getting those kids out of school and literally just going through life, just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then they may find a task that they like in their 40s. Yeah. 40 to 50, they find what they like and they become good at it. 50 to 60, they master that skill. Mm-hmm. 60 and above, greatness sets in. Most of our presidents have been over 60 years old. Most really good businesses mm-hmm. that have spanned the test of time Kentucky Fried Chicken, over 60 years old. Yeah. Um, 
Chick-fil-A, current day, um, the Kathy family. Uh, today, everybody knows them, but the founder, uh, Mr. Kathy, is over 80 years old. Yes. So most of those businesses or most of those people have gone through life in that form. That's just an average. Uh, and again, greatness sets in over 60. Your Zuckerbergs and got and your Elon Musk, those are unicorns yeah. in the in the on the planet that do yeah. things different like that. And I'm sure some that we don't even know about. Um but that's how most people's lives go. So figuring out where you want to go first early on in life, yeah, before you get started on that journey will save you twenty, thirty years in the end. So it's not microwave success, basically. It's no it's not even close. Never is. Never is. Not even close. Okay. Very few. Very few. Yeah. You know, Zuckerberg had an idea and he, you know, I won't call it a microwave, but, uh, you know, that's probably the first thing he tried. And I doubt it. It's probably not the first. He's probably not the first. <laughs> yeah. He just started early, right? He started early. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and me being a technology sector, people in the tech sector can start earlier than I, I see other industries. Um, and I think that's kind of the benefit there with your Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, uh yeah yeah or your jack dorsey's yeah just early adopters or something that they saw yeah yeah okay and uh you know most most of us man i'll tell you a a key to success if you've identified a problem you may have been the one that was created to solve it most of us complain about freaking problems that we have that we find yeah versus trying to solve them yeah and so we're only paid based on the problems that we solve if I'm a heart surgeon, that's a pretty freaking important uh, job. So I'm going to get paid accordingly. Yeah. If I do fries at McDonald's, that's really not that important. So I'm going to get paid accordingly. Yeah. So instead of complaining about problems, we ought to walk around trying to see what problems we can solve. And that'll really impact the, the quality of life that you have. We get paid for the problems that we can solve. That's yeah. right. So, uh, okay. So before, before we depart, is there anything that you would like the audience to know about yourself or your business? This is uh this is this is your time. Um my business and myself. Let's see. Well, multifamily monopoly again is a platform where we teach people how to how to build their dream, essentially. Anything around real estate, commercial real estate is what we teach. And all the way from land acquisition through the building of, of, of apartment complexes. When I said methods of many, principles of few, methods always change. Principles never do. Most of what we teach in that process is the creative part and the mindset. Because I can take a raw piece of land and turn it into a multi-million dollar, 500-story building, a two-story apartment, a one-bedroom comp, whatever. Yeah. But that's creativity. And when we can teach you how to create something from a raw piece of dirt, learning how to finance it, learning how to talk to investors about it, that's what we do. So my name is Alvin Hope Johnson, and it's multifamilymonopoly.com. All right. Sounds good. I'll make sure I put the link in the description for everyone to uh, take a look at it. All Thank right. You. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining. Well, Rick, Alvin. man, it's been, a great, it's been a great Saturday, man. Thanks for reaching out to me. I know that you're going to have a multitude of success over your life, man. Let's stay in touch. Thank you, Alan. Anything I can do to assist you, I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless.